Welcome to Glory to Glory, the radio teaching ministry of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Join us now in our study as we open the Word together. When you see growth in the work of the Holy Spirit, you see transformation in your life, you see virtue, doing things right now, you, you see knowledge taking place, you see perseverance and brotherly kindness and love, and, and you see all this taking place in your life, you, you realize, whoa, you have that assurance that you're called, that God called you out of darkness, and he called you to himself. Do you know you're saved? Isn't it wonderful to know when you're saved? Christ in me, the hope of glory. Christ in me, the hope of glory. I'm going to be in his glorious presence one day in heaven. So make that sure. This is connecting with our study last week about those seven things, virtue and and, and perseverance and self-control and knowledge. So, So when those things are part of your life, you know you have that assurance and you're not going to stumble. Let me first back up with diligence. That word diligent, if you're a note taker, means making every effort. Making every effort. And it's talking about making every effort to add to your faith the things that we looked at last week. Making every effort to make sure that you're growing spiritually. Make every effort. And it's a call out to us to, to make every effort to follow in the ways of the Lord. Make sure there's growth in your life. Don't go back to this world. Be diligent. And it'll keep you from stumbling. In other words, it'll keep you from falling. Someone once said, idle hands are the devil's playground. And that's, that happens. If you, you have idle hands, if you have all this time in your hands and you're not seeking the things of the Lord, you're not seeking maturity, you're going to fall into some terrible things and you can fall right back. You know, you can, you can fall in a nanosecond, boom. Did you ever do that before? You're walking through, you, you know, you're at church, you're worshiping Jesus, you're just praising God and you're hearing the word God speaking to you and all of a sudden in a nanosecond, boom, it's like you blow up at somebody. Somebody cuts you off on the express. What am I doing? <laughs> My wife and I, we, last week we went to the grocery, the grocery store and we, We've been eating, you know, chicken sausage, and there's a certain one that we like and all. So we were at the store there, and they didn't have the ones that we wanted. So we, we asked if they could order them, and when are they going to be? And they says, oh, yeah, we'll have them in no later than Saturday. We'll make sure we, you know, we get two for you. I said, great, you know, so Saturday, the latest Saturday. Okay, wonderful. So we waited, no call. They didn't call us. So Saturday morning, first thing, like, let's call. You know, it'd be nice to have that for breakfast. And also, we called first thing Saturday morning. They said, oh, yeah, we have them. They're here. And, We'll have them for you. So okay. So now this particular grocery store is not by our house. You know, it's over here. You know, another place over that way. So we thought we don't usually go that way on on Saturday. So we just ventured over there. We thought it's worth it. Let's worth the ride. I even said because my wife really wanted it. And I says, you know, honey, this is great. I just want to bless you. This is great that you want this, and that's you know, no big deal. You know, so we get there. Guess what? They don't have it. And you ever been there before? You're just frustrated. You go, really? It's like, no, we talked to Adam. And they said, well, oh yeah, Adam's on break right now. And it's like, well, the guy that we ordered it from was so-and-so. Well, he's not here today. And it's like, what, what we ordered, he said they're there. Well, you know, can, you know, so Adam's, you know, when is he going to be off break? And the guy was sweet. And we were, you know, the, the thing was that God just, you know, allowed us to be calm and loving during it, which is a big thing, really. Yeah. 
And we're like, you know, is Adam around? He says, you know what? I know where he goes for his prayer. He'll just, he's just right over here. I'll go talk to him. And Adam came and he goes, oh yeah, we have him. And it's like, so he pulled out this, this other chicken sausage that I can't eat because there's a lot of ingredients in it. And it's like, I says, no, that's not the one we ordered. And then, so we showed him the order. And so the manager came over and the, the manager was real sweet. And the manager says, you know, how many did you order? He said two. He says, I'm so sorry. You know, they both, both of them messed up. He says, can, can we give you six, you know, six of them and just, you know, we'll have them here as soon as we yeah, yeah, no problem. And, you know, so it's like, you know, the moral of the story is it's good to get things for free. No, no, that's not it. <laughs> no, the point I want to make is it was awesome to see how we, we were able to handle it in the spirit because I was frustrated, especially for my wife. I was like, I wanted it to be a blessing, you know, and, but it was awesome to see that we were just, loving and trying to just, you know, not, you know, lose our witness there in front of everybody. And it wasn't a thing that was like, okay, honey, don't get mad. I'm really upset. You're upset. I'm really upset too. Okay, let's not get, let's pretend we're not mad, okay? No, I believe what it was is we were just, as this was going on, the Lord was just pouring out his spirit because he loves those people. And yeah, they made mistakes, but they need to see people that are different than other people in the world. And to me, it was like, that's a proof that God's working in us. And don't get me wrong. People can, you know, without the Holy Spirit, restrain themselves and have self-control and do good things and all. But, but it's different when the Holy Spirit's working in you. When you know it's not you, it's the Holy Spirit. When you want to get upset and you're frustrated and the Holy Spirit just floods you with his peace and his comfort and and you're able to have brotherly kindness. You're able to do what's right. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. Make sure those seven things we looked at last week are in your life. For if you do these things, you'll never stumble. You'll, it'll keep you from falling. As we talk about being diligent, I, don't, I noticed on my iPhone that I have a thing called screen time. Do you guys have that? Screen time. It tells you how much time that you're spending on your iPhone, and it tells you what or where you're spending the time. So I, I took a screenshot of it for you guys right there. That's mine. So, and I looked, it was funny, I was thinking about this. I'm like, I wonder if, you know, how it would be if we had a, you know, instead of screen time, we had lifetimes. Take a, a shot of our lifetime, our daily lifetime. And what that would look at. And so I was looking at that and I was like, no, I didn't do this. I didn't premeditate this. I said, oh, I'm going to do this. But, but it's, it shows, you know, where you spend your time. And I'm like, wow, I spend two hours and 29 minutes a day on my telephone. What's yours? <laughs> and then there has the weekly, seven days. So in seven days, I spend three hours and 16 minutes per day. Look at this, an average. But then I thought my, rec- my report card's not so bad because the number one thing is the Bible app. So that's not too bad. That's not too bad. Messaging, mail, phone, safari, 11 minutes, labor of love, music, fest. Did you notice that one there? Spent a little bit of time there. Reminders. But how would it look if we had a screenshot or if we had a recording of what we do daily? What would that look like for each one of us? Maybe I should take that off. You guys are looking too close at that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. 
<laughs> People are, the legalists are like, social networking, what is that? Where's, what's, what's that time? What, are they, what is he doing? I don't know what it is, tell you the truth. <laughs> but seriously, what, what would that look like? If, if there was a, a recording every day, you could have a recording, okay, Bible time per day. What, what does that look like in our life, Bible time? 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, zero minutes. What about prayer time? I really, you know, I, I, I think through that. I think, what does my time look like before the Lord? My, my prayer time before the Lord? What, what would that turn out to be? What, what would it look like? Church time. Well, for me, it's pretty easy. I'm here all the time, so that time is pretty good. How about quality family time? How about sharing the love of Jesus time with others? How about serving others, using your spiritual gifts? How about this, time in anger, time in fear, time in lust, time in worry, just time in sin in general? I mean, what would that look like? I kind of like this because it kind of keeps track and I kind of like looking at that and saying, you know, what, what is this? You know, what, what does it look like? And to me, it's like, you know, I spend way too much time on my phone. I can look at that and say that. But I wonder, again, how does it look in heaven? Do you know God's recording things? Remember that verse, Malachi 3.16, where it says, and those who feared the Lord spoke to one another. And what does it say? And the Lord listened and heard them. I, don't you love this verse? Those of us that fear the Lord, we reverence God, right? And when we speak to each other, God's like, wait, shh, shh, listen to this. He, it says, he, listens, he listened and heard them. He's listening right now. And not only is he listening to our words, he knows the thoughts and the intents of our hearts. He, he knows what we're thinking right now. He, he knows everything. But I love this verse because he's listening, he, hear, he hears, and he's listening, and it's like he's hearkening. It's like he's, he's just like, they're talking about me. And I, I love this verse. And then what does it say? So a book of remembrance was, can we say that together? It was written. He's recording it. He's writing it down. And I don't believe it's God himself. It doesn't say he did. It says a book of remembrance was written before him. In other words, he's got like somebody writing this down. It's like, okay, taking it down. I don't know if it's electronically. They're typing it in. I don't know. Voice activated. They're talking into something. No, I don't think that. But I don't know. But it's being recorded. What, what we do is being recorded. What we're saying is being recorded. And for some reason, somehow, when it has to do with him, it's a special thing. It's getting recorded. It's being recorded for all eternity. And it's being written before him for those who fear the Lord, those that reverence the Lord and who meditate on his name. Hebrews 6.10, we know this. This is just a reminder. These verses are reminders for us. For God is not unjust to forget your work and, can we say that together? That sounds familiar, doesn't it? He's not unjust to forget your work and labor of love that you're doing, which you have shown towards his name when we're serving others, no matter where we're at in our workplace, wherever God has us, as we're, as, as we're just ministering and we're being used by God, he doesn't forget it. It's recorded. And that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. And listen to this. And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence be diligent to 
to the full assurance of hope until the end. So don't give up. And then look at this, verse 12, that you do not become (laughs) sluggish. Isn't that a terrible word, sluggish? Don't become sluggish. But what are we to do? Imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Imitate those that are diligent when it comes to the things of the Lord. Guys, we don't have long here. I don't care if you live, we live till we're 98 years old. It's a short time. This, the time we have here is but a vapor. It's short. But look back, look back in our text. For so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Don't you love the sound of that? It's an abundant entrance into heaven. We're going to abundantly go in. And uh, possibly this means those of us that are maturing in the Lord, we're, we're doing things, you know, in the things of the Lord. We're trying to just do things God's way. We're submitted to his lordship. There's going to be an abundant entrance. There's going to be a great welcoming. Like when you enter into heaven, it's going to be a, a great, you know, welcoming celebration. Possibly that means, but for sure it means you're going to have great rewards for all eternity when we, when we mature in the things of God forever and ever. Don't misunderstand this and think that because of these things, we can gain salvation. We don't work for salvation. I'd met with a friend that I haven't seen in many, you know, in a while. And he goes to a Pentecostal charismatic church, you know, and then he was kind of opening up to me about different things. And he said that the church that he goes to, uh, now they've changed their mind. They believe that if you don't speak in tongues, you're not saved. And he says he's been going, I believe he told me he's going to this church for like 30 years. And, and he says, well, I don't speak in tongues and they don't think I'm saved. And I was like, and what do you think, pastor? And then he went on to tell me, listen to this. Friends of his, an elder in their church that, that he's known for 30 some years, right? One of them is very sick. Well, the wife, either he's real sick. I think it's him that's real sick. I think he has cancer or something. Real, he's in real bad shape. So because they love him so much, they've known him for so long, uh, the wife cooked him a nice meal and everything, and they brought it over to their house, and they said, you know, we just want to be here for you. We want to pray with you. Listen to this. They said, please don't pray for us because we don't believe you're saved. Salvation does not come from work. Salvation does not come from anything. And I told them, this is exactly what I told them. I said, we're saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, period. You cannot add anything to that. And he says, Pastor, I believe what you say. He says, but it's strange. My church doesn't believe that. So it's not talking about works to get to heaven. We're not saved by our good works. We're saved for good works. Verse 12. Verse 12, it says, For this reason I will not neglect to remind you always of these things, though you know and are established in the present truth. Yes, I think it is right, as long as I am in this tent, in his body, he calls his body a tent. A tent is a temporary dwelling place. I love that. To stir you up by, can we say that together? Reminding you. Any good teacher realizes the value of repeating things. Repetition, repeating, because repetition is is very important to help us to remember. 
in our Christian walk, a big part of our Christian walk is being reminded of the truths of God over and over again and applying those truths. And we don't need to find new truths. We don't need to find things that are not in the Bible and just come up with these weird doctrines and teachings and stuff. It's the word of God that's so important. So he says over and over, and he's gonna say that again, I need to remind you of these things. I wanna remind you of these things. And he's specifically talking about our growth in Christ, our spiritual maturity. I wanna remind you, it's important that you add these things to your faith. I'm gonna constantly remind you. There was a research that they did. They said that within one hour after hearing a spoken message, most people forget 90% of what they hear with a spoken message, 90%. So I might just get 10% in. I don't know. I just... They say visuals help. These kind of things, that helps for, to lock information in. And it, even someone even told me, I didn't even ask, but he came, he's a, a school teacher. He says, I want you to know, when you highlight stuff like that, they said, there's studies that have done that. It helps to block it in your, your understanding. It, it helps to remember things when they're, when they're highlighted like that. He says, don't you ever stop doing that. So I wasn't thinking of it, but there, thank you. Someone once said, if it's true, it's not new. And if it's new, it's not true. And I believe, as we're going to see, the Apostle Peter is going to tell us in the next two verses that he's going to depart, he's going to decease, he's going to die, and I'm going to even make sure somebody's reminding you of these, these truths. Because false teachers can come in and, and try to give you, you know, like, you need to know this, so I've got this great truth that God is showing me. And everyone's like, oh, really? Well, it doesn't really line up with the Bible, but it's a great truth that God has showed me. You know, through the years, I've seen different people fall to the wayside because of some experience that they had that doesn't line up with the Bible. And it's like a great truth. No, we need to be reminded of the things. That's why throughout the Bible, there's reminders. And we, we might think, well, we, didn't we look at that verse not too long ago? Well, there's reminders. We're to remind ourselves of these things and we're to apply these truths. Tuesday night, we do our Bible study. We call it our mid- midweek study and Pastor Dave uh, does the study, and I kind of usually close up and kind of tie things in as best as I can. But it's a great study. We encourage you to come out on Tuesday nights. But they were shorthanded for the, the children's ministry, so my wife and I said, we'll, we'll, we'll fill in. It was so funny. Everybody's like panicking. No, no, you don't do that. I was like, why? I love doing that. Let's do it. And, and it's so, I mean, literally, everyone's like, are you guys okay with that? I said, are we, are we okay with that? This is great. We'd love that. So we had like the eight to 12-year-olds. We, we had Travis, Zach, and Jerry, three of them. These kids are so smart. And we were just so blessed. We're sitting down with these kids. We're teaching the Bible, and we're just asking them questions, and they're just totally just blowing our mind how they know Jesus and how they know the Word. And they're, they're teaching us, and we're just, this is so good. And at the very end of it all, we, we did a reminder thing. I says, okay, let's talk about what did we learn. It's like... And they're like, this is good. They're raising their hand. What did, what did you learn? They're like, oh, we learned this and that. Very good. The other, we learned this and that. Like, right on. The other one, we learned this and that. And I was like, Lord, this is, you know, I haven't taught. I, we've helped out sometimes in watching the kids and stuff, my wife and I. But I haven't taught a Bible study for kids since I was a youth pastor in Michigan, like almost 20, 19, 20 years ago, 19 years ago. And I was just sitting there, I'm just like, I'm just in awe how God just meets with, with these kids. God loves these children, and God just, it was just a, a 
powerful thing to be there. And I'm like, honey, I was like, and I told, told Chad and others, I said, yeah, maybe put us on the schedule. Whenever you guys need us, we want to be in there. But my point with that is at the very end, I says, now, what did we learn? And it was repeated. And it was repeated. And I says, well, remember this one? And like, oh, no. And then finally, one of the kids is like, I think I knew, okay, yeah, good. The reminder of these things. I encourage you, if you are called to, to be in the children's ministry and you're not doing it, you are missing out. It is wonderful. I, if I didn't have a gig to do here, I'd be in there. <laughs> Paul the Apostle writes, check this out. Philippians 3.1 says, Finally, my brother, rejoice in the Lord. Listen to this. For me to write the same things to you is not tedious or grievous. It's not a waste of time that I repeat these things, the same thing to you. But what is it? But for you, it is safe. It's safe for you. It's safe for me to write the same things, to remind you of these same things, to go over the same things, because these are the things that God wants you to do. He wants you to apply those things. He doesn't want you to, and all of us, to try to find you know, greater things and better things and things that don't really line up. They kind of line up with the Bible, and they're kind of in a gray area. He doesn't want that. The Apostle Paul's saying, it's not tedious. I'm going to keep reminding you of these things. And throughout the Bible, you'll see, it'll say, you know, talk about reminding you, reminding you. It's important. Well, let's look at verse 14. Knowing that shortly I must put off my tent, just as our Lord Jesus Christ showed me, moreover, I will be more, excuse me, I will be careful to ensure that you always have a reminder of these things after my decease. After I die. Oh, this is great. If you're a note taker, the word deceased in Greek is exodos. Isn't that cool? Exodus. Exodos. In other words, I'm out of here. Exit. I'm going to go. I'm going to go to heaven. I don't want you to remember me. I don't want you to, you know, talk all about me. I want you to talk all about God's word and the simple truths of God's word. And I want you to go over it go over it and apply it and to know it. We're looking at the last words of the Apostle Peter before he dies. And these are some great, great words that we're going to be looking at in these upcoming weeks. His words, inspired by the Holy Spirit, his final words. Typically, when someone is giving their final words, it's, it's important, if, especially if they're godly. I kind of looked at a few final words of godly men, and I found Samuel Rutherford. He was a Scottish Presbyterian minister and theologian of the 1600s. On his deathbed, he said, Dear brethren, do all for him, talking about the Lord, preach for Christ, do, do all for Christ, beware of men-pleasing. That's a huge one. The chief shepherd will shortly appear. That was his final words on his deathbed. Another, John Wesley said, The best of all is... God is with us. Amen. And then another one I have. Dwight L. Moody. I love his final words on his deathbed. Earth recedes, heaven opens. Those are some good final words. Earth is receding, heaven's open. I love Pastor Chuck Smith. He said this many times. And this saying, I believe, transformed Pastor Chuck Smith's life in a radical way. And that quote is, this life will soon be passed, but only what you do for Christ 
will last. The Apostle Peter's final words, basically the same. This life is going to pass, but only what you do for Christ is truly going to last. Be diligent. Add those things. Let me add this part. The Lord, in my dream, I was, while I was sleeping, I woke up, I was quoting a scripture to somebody in, in my dreams. And it's, you know, that it is God who works in us both to will and to do for his good play. I woke up basically talking about that in my dreams and I thought, well, maybe you want me to use that. So that's true. Know that we're to be diligent and it'll keep us from falling. But don't ever forget the fact for it is God who works in us both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Listening to Glory to Glory with Pastor Joe Pettick, an outreach of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. If you would like to enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, call now at 714-788-8221. That's 714-788-8221. We'd like to extend an invitation to visit us here at Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Our address is 16450 Pacific Coast Highway in Huntington Beach, California, 92649. We're located in Peter's Landing Marina in Huntington Harbor. Our Sunday service times are 10 a.m. and 12 o'clock noon. Our Tuesday evening Bible study begins at 7 p.m. Now, may we continue to go to His throne of mercy as He changes us from glory to glory.